0: It's not if you're going to find the right team. It's not if you're going to, uh, you know, do things well uh, in your business. The test is how often, how many times are you willing to to test different things out to experiment with different things to learn to fail and to keep getting up over and over again you're listening to the growth booth the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business simple game plans to grow your business or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks you are in the right place stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode Hey, Booth here, welcome to episode number 31 of The Growth Booth where today I'm talking about eight mindset traits that magically combine to turbocharge personal growth and when I started The Growth Booth one of the things that I hoped that I would be able to do would be to dive into a lot of this kind of thing because I feel like this is one of the big things that really separates the people that succeed uh, in life and in online business and really in whatever they put their minds to uh, and those that don't. Being able to understand uh, the types of characteristics, types of traits uh, that have been proven to work in other people and then being able to apply them uh, in yourself. A lot of it comes down to being able to go beyond where you are currently. So everyone uh, at a certain point in time is in a certain mindset in a certain place in their business and if you want to grow, then uh, inevitably you're going to have to go beyond where you are and one of the most inspiring things about uh, people with the right mindset is that they know that they've got it in themselves to go beyond where they are today and this takes a certain amount of courage it takes a certain amount of uh, willingness uh, to withstand judgment and uh, go and do new things that they haven't done before Uh, and uh, that is what can bring out the best version uh, of yourself when you do that and there are eight traits uh, that I've seen that when combined together uh, can really help you move along this path and I'm going to work through them now and then I'll finish this episode up with uh, a a story a folk a tale uh, which I think captures a lot of um, this idea especially around leadership and uh, ties some of this together so First and foremost, the first point I've got is a determination to succeed. You must uh, have that desire and that um, that willingness to, to really outwork anyone else. It's, that's grit, I guess you could say. I know that when I started building my online business, it was around about 2005. And um, even when even a couple of years after that, when I was starting to, to really see some, some traction, I was getting up at 4 a.m., In the morning and getting a couple of hours work in before going to my day job and I look back now and I think oh wow you know I was getting up at 3 30 or 4 a.m every single morning but I did it because I had this burning desire this determination to succeed and nowadays I don't have to get up at 3 30 in the morning I don't have to get up you know I can I can work uh, whenever I want to work I don't have a day job that I have to go to as well but back then I did have a day job and it was one of the only ways that i could squeeze a you know a few hours of work in each day was by getting up really really early uh, and it was completely exhausting i can remember uh, getting to the afternoon in my day job and and sometimes literally falling asleep at my desk uh, but it was the it, i didn't care because i had that determination to succeed i had that grit And nothing was going to stop me. And I think this is a trait that you'll see if you look closely over and over again in entrepreneurs. The next one that I've got there is a willingness to delight customers. I think it's really, really important. Um, There's an old quote from uh, Maya Angelou that says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. This is something that I come back to a lot when I think about customer service and the customer service that uh, I want to provide in in our different businesses. I think that uh, you know a lot. There's a lot to be said for building that relationship with customers because when I look at our customer base, I can see that. Some of our customers are people that are buying from us over and over again. For example, we, we sell um, different physical products as I've spoken about on the show in the past. And one of uh, the brands has got consumable products. So by this, I mean, it's a product that people will buy over and over and over again. Uh, And, Therefore, in a business like that, I mean, it's, it's incredibly important that customers are absolutely delighted with the product. But also in the educational space, you know, where we've got people who are uh, Blueprint Academy members. I've spoken about Blueprint Academy on the show sometimes. And these are, we've got some people who have been with us in the Blueprint Academy getting value from that uh, for eight or nine years now. And these are people that are paying, you know, $1,000 a month. Uh, is the price for Blueprint Academy uh, at the moment. And, you know, these people need to be delighted on a regular basis um, to, to make sure and, to, and just to see over and over again that the investment is worth it. That's really what it really comes down to. I think people never really have a problem paying money for something. What they have a problem with is paying money and not feeling like they get uh, the value from it. So it's not oftentimes people think, well, no one's going to buy this. The price tag is too high. But that's not normally the case, it's the expectation of what they're going to get in return for the money that they pay. And a good example I can give you of this is, uh, let's say for example, there was a high end, um, a beautiful beautiful home for sale in a really desirable uh, area, and you could snap it up for $10,000 and you knew that the real market value was in the millions of dollars. $10,000 wouldn't seem like a high price tag, $10,000 would seem like an absolute bargain, uh, but if you were offered to buy, you know, um, a cell phone like an iPhone for ten thousand dollars, you would say that's incredibly expensive because the iPhone doesn't cost ten thousand dollars. So it's all relative to what you're getting, and I think delighting your customers uh, definitely um, make it definitely comes back to providing more melt or more value or enough value to satisfy what they are paying and going beyond the norm. So taking a customer and turning them into an absolute raving fan. Uh, so that's the second point there. The third point is a willingness to put time and focus into what you're doing. And you'll see that some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, they, they don't have 10 different projects going at once. They normally have one project and they have got this laser focus on that. And thinking about it and uh, working on it every. Uh, second of the day that they're consciously aware Uh, and this is one of the reasons so um, you know and I've got a a number of different businesses and this is one of the reasons that we like to put CEOs in place because we want to make sure that if I'm not able to be focused on that business 100% uh, you know every waking hour I want someone else to be I want them to be thinking about it the first time Uh, when they wake up in the morning I want um, all of their time all of their energy and all of their focus to be able to go into that because uh, you may have heard me talking about in the past how your thoughts uh, lead to your behaviors and your behaviors lead to your results and what is important here is that you are constantly thinking constantly problem solving and constantly coming up with new ideas about how you can move forward uh, in your business Uh, and it's thinking about the business is is the first step there so a willingness to to really put all time energy and focus into what you're doing will help you get ahead in your business the fourth point that I've got is that external factors don't always matter. So some people have an easier journey than others. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's no secret that most people don't get it right the first time. I know I failed over and over again before I sort of cracked the code with some of uh, my my projects. And I continue to fail in others that haven't quite cracked cracked code yet. This is um, par for the course. This is just part of what you need to go through. However, uh, external factors such as uh, things that you can't control. So stock market, for example, I can't control if that's gone, going up or down, but I can still control uh, what I do about it. Um, I'm not going to spend time worrying about stock market going down, but I can spend time thinking about, uh, how I want to invest my money and how I want to use it in the stock market. So there are always factors that you can control uh, and factors that you can't control. And the ones that you can't control, um, they don't really uh, matter because you can't control them anyway. It's not that they it's not that they're not going to matter at all. They might still matter. But they're not worth stressing out about. It's better to spend your time and energy focusing on things that you can control. And if you, using that stock market example, if the stock market was um, in a cycle where it was, uh, you know, going down a lot, losing value, and if you're, if you were in that world, then you would probably be thinking about it, reading about it, learning uh, all the time about different things and different ways to approach it, and to make sure that you come out uh on the right hand side of um the the crash or or whatever happens so this is also tied in to what i said uh, in point number three willingness to put time and focus into what you're doing Uh, and a lot of these points are all interconnected and i think um like many things in life, it's when you combine these ingredients that you really see the synergies um, at play here and and really uh, can see the wins. The fifth point that I've got is really about scaling. So it's projecting yourself through others uh, as you grow your business. And you're going to get to a point in your business where you're probably going to think, oh, you know, I wish I could multiply myself. I I I wish there were two of me so I could do more of this and more of that. The reality is, is that you can multiply yourself um, when you hire really good talent Um, and not just multiply yourself but you can sort of upgrade yourself as well because you can hire people who are even better than you. So as your business grows um, I think it's really important to start thinking about how you can uh, project your values onto other people and have other people uh, running uh, many of your operations uh, for you and that's just a, a necessity really when you are are growing a business. Now the sixth point here is resilience and the test here the way that I like to think about it it's not um, you know if you're going to fail it's not if you're going to find the right team it's not if you're going to uh, you know do things well uh, in your business the test is how often how many times are you willing to, to, to test different things out to experiment with different things to learn to fail and to keep getting up over and over again so in many ways this is similar to number one having that grit and that determination because when you have that resilience when you keep getting up off the canvas after you've been knocked down over and over again that's when you're going to put yourself in a position to uh, succeed it's by going the extra mile by doing the things that other people are not prepared to do so that you can achieve the rewards that other people cannot achieve and if you compare yourself tomorrow with yourself today one of the things that can make all the difference is when you are in a frame of mind where you are willing to do things tomorrow to get new results tomorrow that you don't have today Um, so it's not just comparing yourself with other people and other businesses it's also comparing yourself personally with where you were in the past to where you want to be uh, in the future now the seventh point that i've got there is surrounding yourself with people who are better than you this is um, often referred to as as a success circle uh, you may have heard the the idea of you become your five you become the average of your five closest or the, you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with uh, and i believe this to be absolutely uh the case so i think it's really important that you that you think about who is a good influence on you who brings the best out of you and also be aware of people who are toxic in your life. Uh, so uh, toxic people can show up in different ways. They may just be people that um, you know just poo poo your ideas. They don't like your ideas, and that they 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 bring you down, or they think you know that's never going to work, kind of a thing. Uh, so you need to be surrounded by people who not only have your best interests at heart, because sometimes the people that have the best interests, your best interests at heart, will still tell you that you shouldn't do something uh, which you know uh, could be uh, hugely positive uh, for you. So I think um, make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you move in the direction that you want to move. And a good way to do this is through masterminds. So this is one of the reasons why our Blueprint Academy mastermind uh, has been so effective for many people is because they are by default surrounded by like-minded entrepreneurs and not just like-minded entrepreneurs but uh, an entire team of um people who work with uh steve clayton my business partner and i so you've got this automatic built-in uh, infrastructure and you know there, there are lots of different um masterminds out there blueprint academy is just the one that i run i'm not saying that you should um necessarily do that but i do think you should absolutely do you know get involved with the blueprint academy but um the the point of uh, that I'm trying to make there is you can if you if you can't naturally find people that bring out the best in you you can always pay to find people that bring out the best in you and coaching is a really good way to do that now the eighth point that I've got there is that people who I see having the most success are people that reinvest in their business and then go on to diversify assets So this is uh, one of the ways that I think you can really protect yourself from uh, downturns. Um, And I did mention earlier that one of the things that one of these success traits is having a, a real single focus. Um, however, um, I do believe that once once you get some momentum in your business it is good to diversify. And sometimes you can maintain a single focus while still diversifying and the way that you can do that, for example, is adding another brand. You're still if you've got an e-commerce business or another store if you've got a drop shipping business or something uh, or enough, uh, or potentially another traffic source. Um, These are different diversification methods. It's not always a case of, okay, I'm going to diversify by going into a completely different business model. You can diversify by staying within the business or the area that you are an an expert in um, and reinvesting in it because you never know what's going to happen. I remember when COVID hit, uh, one of our physical product brands is in the travel space and the sales plummeted to about 25% of the annual uh, revenue and 25% of the profits and one of the, re- the the reason for this was is no people weren't traveling anymore but thankfully that wasn't our only product line we had other product lines and some of those other product lines uh, kicked on and did really really well uh, throughout COVID and have continued to to surge forward and thankfully the uh, the one that's in the, the travel space has, has bounced back really nicely now as well. But if we didn't have that di- diversification, we, we may have been in quite a, a tough situation. So I think, uh, reinvesting your assets, reinvesting the money that you make into your business to make a much, uh, more solid, um, and well-rounded business is a really smart thing to do. Now, um, the story that I wanted to finish with here today is the stone soup folktale. And I think it's a good illustration of ways that you can bring people together uh, to ultimately achieve something which is greater than any individual could achieve. I think it's a good story about leadership. So it goes along the lines of this, and hopefully I get this right. Uh, But once upon a time, there was a wise old man, and he decided to go on a journey, and He packed his bag, small bag, and he said goodbye, and he set off. And he eventually uh, came upon a small village and thought to himself, "I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here for the night." And near the centre of the village, he met a group of people. So he introduced himself and said, "Hey, look, you know, I'm I'm a simple traveller, just looking for a safe place to sleep and a hot meal." And the villagers said to him, "Look, you know, we'd be glad to give you." a safe place to sleep, but we don't have very much food. Our crops haven't done well this year. Uh, There's not much to eat in the whole village. We're just barely getting by. And the wise old man said, oh, you know, you don't have to worry um, about feeding me. I've already got everything I need. In fact, I was thinking about making some stone soup to share with all of you. And the villagers said, well, stone soup, what's that? What's that? We've never heard of stone soup before. And the wise old man said, it's wonderful. It's the best soup that I've ever tasted. And if you bring me a soup pot and some water, I will make some of this for you. So the villagers raced off to their homes. Uh, When they returned, one was carrying uh, a large soup pot. Another had uh, wood for the fire and another had water to get things going. Now, when the fire was going and the water was boiling, the man reached in to a little pouch and carefully dropped the stone that he had in that pouch into the boiling water. And the villagers watched eagerly and and the man slowly uh, began to stir the pot, sniffing the aroma and licking his lips and saying, you know, I I really do love stone soup. Um, And he continued by saying, of course, stone soup with a little bit of cabbage. Now, that's something really special. And one of the villagers jumped up and said, you know, I might be able to get us some cabbage. Uh, so she went off and returned with the cabbage and uh, and the old man said, oh, wonderful, wonderful. And he added the cabbage to the pot. And then he said, this reminds me of the time that I had stoned soup with uh, cabbage and a little bit of salted beef. It was unbelievably good. And right at that moment, the village butcher spoke up and said, I know where there's a bit of salted beef. So he went back to his butcher's shop and he got it. And when he returned, the the wise old man added the beef to the soup pot and he continued to stir uh, and then the wise old man said, can you imagine what this soup would taste like if it had a little bit of onion and perhaps a few potatoes and a carrot or two and some mushrooms? Oh, this would be a meal fit for royalty. And before he knew it, the soup pot was filled to the brim with vegetables of uh, all kinds, carrots, potatoes, uh, mushrooms, onions, the works. and uh, And not only that, but the village baker had turned up with some Uh, Fresh bread and butter as well, and as the soup simmered slowly over the fire, the wonderful aroma began to waft uh, throughout the town, and the villagers began to relax and they began to talk together, sharing songs, stories, jokes. And when the soup was finally done, the old man uh, ladled it into the bowls, and they all shared a delicious meal. And there was more than enough uh, to, to to feed the villagers multiple times over. And afterwards they all declared that it was the best soup that they had ever had. And and the mayor of the village pulled the old man aside and he offered him a great sum of money for the recipe uh, and most importantly for the magical stone. Uh, But the old man refused to sell it. And the next morning he woke up early, packed his belongings, and as he was leaving the village, he passed a group of children who were playing by the side of the road and he handed the youngest one the silk pouch with the stone in it and he whispered, It was not the stone that performed the magic. It was all of us together. Now, I think that the story is a great reminder that it can often take a combination of different people or different mindset qualities uh, to be able to uh, get to where you want to be. The leadership is important as well, but oftentimes you need different ingredients from different places and you need help from different people. And When people are working in synergy on teams, when there's good leadership, that's when magic can really happen. But if you don't have that synergy and if you don't have that leadership, then oftentimes you'll be left wondering. I think uh, it's the combination of different mindset uh, qualities, the ability to think bigger, the ability to be able to strive for excellence, The ability to provide um, amazing customer service, the ability to provide amazing customer service and a determination to succeed. And some people say that success takes an entire village. So I really love that story. And I think it it really hammers home some important points about leadership and success in projects in general. And this is a topic that I want to talk more about in future episodes. Not making soup but uh, making uh, more successful businesses and many of the mindset traits and characteristics of the most successful people uh, in the world and how we can uh, employ them and use them in our own projects, whatever they may be. So look, I hope you found this episode enjoyable. Um, Head over to thegrowthgroup.com, navigate to episode number 31 and you'll be able to find uh, show notes um, and lots of other goodies. We'll even include... Uh, the uh, stone soup folk tale in there for your enjoyment as well so let's wrap on this episode i look forward to seeing you again next week on episode number 32 of the growth roof bye for now